Yeah, I, was in, I was in a video shoot at 10 o'clock, yeah. 9 o'clock in the morning. And I'm hearing a video in there, nigga, Vinci. I'm all fucked up. Man. I'm in a podcast. What's the name of the podcast again? The Rick H Show. The Rick H Show. And you know me, I take the tags off shit. <laughs> Welcome to the show. I'm here joined today by the mayor known in the ice. Mike is here. Benny's here. Paul's Yo, here. What's, good? what's going on? Uh, thank you for coming all the way to Brooklyn, first of all. Man. Uh, and it's on a rainy day, too. On a rainy day, you guys got me out here. From Washington Heights. Slash Dykeman. Uh, yeah, in yeah, what? I'm sorry. Because I'm from 174, so. No, you guys is Washington Heights. Yeah. We got you. Now, no, we, I, I'm going to be honest with you. People say that Washington Heights ends in 190 on top of the hill. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Us old school guys, we say... Washington Heights ends on the corner of my block on Dykeman and Nagel. Right by the hill on the train station. Dykeman and yeah. Nagel right there. That's where, to us, we say, uh, uh, my generation, Washington Heights ends there. And then after that. And then Dyke. after Dykeman and Nagel, and you go down Inwood. to 207, that's Inwood. So he came all the way from Inwood up there. Nah, I ain't come from Inwood. Well, you were in, a, in Harlem no first. Disrespect, no disrespect to my people. No disrespect to my people from Inwood. I ain't come from Inwood. I came from Washington Heights. Let's okay. get it right. Okay, and I want to thank uh, that boy Lucky for it. Yeah, I'm Lucky, B. My son Miguel brother, my Pisces brother. For putting this together. And I want to thank dude. Mike for giving us the time. I want to ask you, though, like, came the mayor. Came all the way from Washington Heights to Brooklyn. <laughs> no disrespect it's to a, I, no it's disrespect. It's a trip. Bushwick, yeah, yeah, Bushwick. Shout out to come Buckshot and who else? Duck Down Entertainment. Yeah, Duck Down Entertainment. Oh, those are that. And you guys, you young generations don't know about that. But Duck Down Entertainment, Buckshot, come otro five something. The, the, the Morenito, como se llamaba? From Five Dog, Five Dog, no, no, from no, the no, tribe, no, 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 from Duck Down. I know Sean Sean Price. Sean Price. But he's yeah he's from Sean, this area. Yeah he's from this area. But <coughs> remember, Gerardo Morenito. It was it was from Duck Down. It was Buckshot and the other one. I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, yeah. I'm showing my age right now. I'm showing my age. Right now. You gotta show your age. You gotta do the damn thizzle. So take me back from Amen. all the way back. Uh, you went to Kennedy High School, right? I went to Kennedy High School. I went to IS44. I went to. PS98, I went to PS199, I went to yeah. PS199, IS44, PS98, Good Shepherd, ended up in Kennedy High School. And Kennedy High School. Yeah. Take me back to those days. Growing up, up there. Man, listen. Growing up, going to Kennedy High School, I remember like it was yesterday. My dad, I graduated from, from IS44. Right. Uh, where's Ice 44? Ice 44 is on 77 between Amsterdam and Columbus. So uh-huh. mind you, I'm a Washington Heights kid going to PS199. That's all the way on West End and 70th Street. On West End and 70th Street. So all I'm taking the, the one down. I'm taking the one down at a young, at an early young <coughs> age. Yeah. From there, I graduate, and you know, for you to go to school downtown, you need somebody that lives downtown. Right, you need an address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need an address. <laughs> so, you know, may she rest in peace. Shout out to my aunt, Mireya, because of her, we got we got the address, and we got accepted down there. 
So we go to PS, I go to PS199. On PS199, I go to IS44, which is 70th. Now we go to 77th between, like I said, Columbus and Amsterdam. Then from there, I go to Kennedy High School. It was like it was wow. my dad, my mind you, I wanted to go to Dubs. I wanted to go, wanted to go, yeah, to I wanted to go to Dubs. <laughs> bad, 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 bad. I wanted to go to Dubs. Why do you want to go to Dubs, though? Man, that's, it's that's just the, the school. It's the neighborhood. Yeah, it's in the neighborhood. It's the neighborhood and it's the neighborhood high school. So I tell, I said yeah. to myself, dang, I want to go there. And I ended up going to Kennedy last minute. Yeah. The trip to DR is already planned. And <laughs> I get that letter in the mail. I got accepted to Kennedy High School. And I'm like, what the fuck is Kennedy High School? Where the heck is Kennedy <laughs> High School at? And I'm like, why did I get that? Yo, I broke down. I'm like, why? All my, like some of my peoples went to dubs. And I'm like, damn. Pull comes to shove. I find out the reason I went to Kennedy was because the way my building zone is, school. yeah, your zone oh. school. I live, when you walk into my building, I live on the right side of the building compared to the left side. So everybody that lives on the left side of my building and on the left side of my block, everybody's that zone school. So that Washington. Won, George yeah, Washington. Just, yeah, George Washington. That's, I mean, that's insane. That's just crazy, though. Like, <coughs> yo, don't lie. I used to watch. How do you split a building like that? Like. I, I think you that. Know, man. How far do you live from G does though? I just gotta walk up the hill. He I live on Dykeman, like down, literally down the, down, down Snake the hill. hill. Yeah. Oh, you live down Snake yeah, Hill? Yeah, literally. Oh, you live. Hey, where you live? On the same block as Drew. I used to live on one seven. Uh, you live? Well, let's just say Washington Heights, right? So and you don't know where Dykeman is? No, he knows. He went to. Oh, he's asking me where, 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 where you live at? I would. Oh, my bad, my bad. Hey, how you, how you <laughs> living on Washington Heights and you tell me where you live? He's the one that should be at, huh? I said that, like, yo, you think you live in Washington Heights? Bro, where you live in the Heights? Yeah, I live on Dykeman, oh, and, and, and it was hard. Yo, I broke down because I really wanted to go to Dubs. Yeah. I didn't want to go to Kennedy. Yo, B. but wasn't Dubs crazy, man? Yeah, that's why. <laughs> that was a perfect school for me. Yeah, it was perfect and perfect. I broke down, you know. But in hindsight, isn't that better that you don't go into that man? Well, nah, Kennedy, I wanted Kennedy, Kennedy wasn't Kennedy, that. No, Kennedy, no, Kennedy, was, no, Kennedy, Kennedy was still rough. No, no, it was all, it was because when I got there, it was the beef between the Bronx and Manhattan, which is you know everybody from Dykeman, yeah. from Washington Heights that used to go to Kennedy, and everybody from Harlem. So that beef. That tension was still there, wow. Bronx versus Manhattan. So I just got there in the middle of all that. Yeah. So I'm watching all that, and I'm telling myself, they ain't going to go down with me like that. You ain't going to try to cut me. Wow. You ain't going to try to rob me or nothing like that. So I remember the first day of school, the night before first day of school, my dad walks into my room before I go to sleep, and he goes, mijo, hey, tenga mucho cuidado que tu vas para el bronco. I was like, he gets the So he's like, nah, there's gonna be a lot of Morenos there. And I'm like, again, what are you trying to tell me with that? Yeah. No, because to they like jumping and they like and you know, beating up on people. And I'm like, pa. The same way I got my respect in junior high school, mind you, I'm going to junior high school, like I said, uh, PS199 is by yeah. Amsterdam Project, by literally a couple of blocks away from Martin Luther King and uh -huh. the, the school fame. LaGuardia. LaGuardia. Yeah, LaGuardia. So you got Amsterdam Projects. Yeah. Now I'm going to Ice 44. Uh -huh. and, and you still got Amsterdam Projects. Now you got the guys from Amsterdam, from 84th Street, from 96th Street, from 101, all that Amsterdam. 
and here comes me and my two brothers and a couple of girls from Washington Heights uh -huh. and from Harlem that, because that school was like one of them special schools. Yeah. So we're the only ones that are not from that area. So it was 20 of us going to that downtown school. We used to meet up, me and my brothers would be in Dykeman, then from Dykeman we'll meet up the other set of the Spanish people in 181st yeah. and 168 and get into we had a whole car Ooh, in the last car, right. the, yeah, last the last car, car. Yeah, us. That's how you had to do it. just us Harlem and go in the Heights together in the last car. Yeah, by the time you get to that stop, by the time you that. get, yeah, by the time you get to 70, go to 79th Street, that now we got to walk to the school. Yeah, you know, everybody, I'm telling everybody, yo, you know, just don't nobody move or anything. Everybody, we all go to walk the same way to the school. Nobody's gonna go left. Nobody's gonna. We going straight. Uh -huh. We go zigzag to the school, and that's how it was. And I told my dad the same way I got my respect. I'm gonna get it in Kennedy. Yeah. And not one time I had a fight with a mother. Not one time. My beef was always with Spanish. Yeah. Why? Because mm -hmm. yeah, no. The reason because everybody is. to this day asks me that like, yo, how you only fought your own kind? How you only fought Dominicans and you're Dominican yourself? And I'm like, because Dominicans are fragile. Like, I couldn't, like, there was there was two sets of Dominicans. There was us from here from the States, and, and there the were the ones that came from off the boat. Yeah, exactly. So the ones that would come off the boat here, yeah, they thought they were better than us. And me, I used to pound you out. <laughs> and I was in a, I was, no lie, I'm going to keep it 100, I was a anti-bully type of dude. Yeah? So you always, always, always protected like everybody. Always, always. Like, me, me, I used to wait first day of school. I used to wait. And be with my crew outside the school and observe who was the freshmen. Yeah. Once you didn't want to make eye contact with nobody, I used to be like, that's a group of freshmen right there. How you know I'm like, watch. And I'm gonna make it my business. You guys stay here, but I'm gonna go across the street where everybody's lined up to yeah, go inside yeah. the school while you guys is there. And watch me just stand next to everybody. And that's how it was. They wouldn't even look over. Yeah. They already seen that I was across the street, but they wouldn't even, and I'm literally standing while we there yeah. waiting for the bell yeah. to go in. They, 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 yeah, they not even <laughs> looking my way. And I would go back to the street and I'd be like, yo, when we go back to inside the school, hey, we go to grab, I'm going to sign you. Like, all right, Rick, you got him. Gino, you got him. You got him. Now, we're going to find out where they, what lunchrooms they in, what yeah. classes they take, and we're going to take them out, and you're going to bring them to my bathroom. Because Kennedy was split eight floors. So the eighth floor was the nerds. It was super hot there. You couldn't you couldn't <laughs> even open the window. Seventh floor didn't really exist people there. For you to catch people on yeah. the seventh floor, it was yeah. hard. Sixth floor, another nerd floor. That was the science floor. Fourth floor was special ed. Fifth floor was Dominicans, Latinos, Puerto Ricans, uh -huh. Mexicans, everything. Third floor was the hooligans. Second floor was the Polo, Tommy Hilfiger crew. The first floor was everybody. Because you could have, you went out for lunch. So L.O. Hoods, everybody was on the first That's floor. That's crazy how it divides like that. Yeah. <coughs> they do that on purpose. Let me ask you something. When you in high school and you're going to Kennedy, were you always into basketball? Or, or, I was always or, into sports. Always into sports. Yeah, always. Were always. you on any of the teams in Kennedy? I was, on, I was on JV. I tried out for the JV football team. I didn't quit. I just didn't like it because they would have me trying to play two positions. And I never, my, I'm going to be honest, my role model was Lawrence Taylor growing up. Okay. So I wanted to be a linebacker. 
Defense. Yeah, defense was my thing. Always street uh-huh. football, tag football, always defense. But they wanted to convert me into an outside line, outside lineman or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, dogs, these guys is like six something. And yeah, I'm being <laughs> six one. You want me to block this guy to run right. me over? Right. Like, it doesn't even sh- make sense. Don't make sense if you trying to hurt yeah. me. Like yeah. right. on defense, I was a beast. Middle linebacker, linebacker, I was beasting. Right. But now you want me to play offense. You want me to play offense, and this guy's like 6'7", coming at me at full charge, and it's like, no, no, no. So every single time, I will go to practice, and I'll be under my offense. And I'm like, one one day I said, I remember it was my freshman year. We had to go to, we had to give the money off a camp. And I was like, and I was stalling, stalling. I was like, I'm going to camp. I'm going to DR. So the coaches, yeah, the coaches used to see me in the hallways. Mike, you got to pay for your... I'm like, yeah, 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 I got, I got you, you, I got you, I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah, right. I was on the trip to DR with my family, with my mom. I wasn't going to go nowhere. You mentioned DR. Are you, you're from Villa Francisco, right? Yeah, all day. Okay. So you, you were born here, obviously, because uh-huh. you just mentioned that. Uh-huh. How, how is it like for you to interact? I know I always have difficult with this part. When somebody asks me, oh, what's your background? Where are you from? And all that. Oh, oh I'm, I'm, I'm Dominican. And, and you see how you look and I look. Because yeah. dark skin, light skin, some more, because I got a little time right now. And they look at me and they're like, are you Puerto Rican? Are you Mexican? Are you Colombian? I'm going to keep it 100. No, I'm Dominican. I'm, I'm going to keep it 100. You see? I, I was thinking you was mixed. <coughs> you was poor, you was Boreal Mexicano. No. But you did it smart. But this show. <laughs> you know why? I bet you. I bet you. I bet you. I, get, I bet you. You won't even get it yourself. Why? Because you're wearing the colors. Oh. <laughs> and uh, shout out yeah. to Mark Henny. Yeah, yeah. Look, he got this. That's a dope hat. <clears throat> um, my my problem is when I say that, people automatically have this um, view of Dominicans. Like, oh, this guy is a drug dealer. He's a no, no. Of course, we get that. It's not. It's not. No, does that we get you? we get we get we're drug dealers and we're baseball players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the number one. That's the two number one and two things. Mm-hmm. We we we're not supposed to play basketball. We're not supposed to play football. No, nope. all we do is play dominoes. We're drug dealers and, and we're baseball players. We drink. We all good at dominoes and baseball. That's all. That's, that's all. That's, that's all. So, so my thing is like that stereotype is crazy, bro. Yeah. So the reason why I named this episode "Changing the Culture." Is that specific reason? Also, another thing that we get uh, tagged with is um, we are not around for our kids. You mentioned your dad a couple times already. Um, I grew up in a. My mother was a single mother, um, yeah. and that's that's the knock that we also get on. And I see that you're your coach for these kids, and you give them advice uh-huh. um, to those kids. You're not the man. You're, you're Coach Mikey. You're, you're the guy. You're the guy they look up to. So what made you go into that direction? I'm gonna be honest with you, cause I ain't have that growing up. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Man. I, we all had to look up to the guys in the corner. All yeah. my older, all me. I used to look up to my older brother. Oh. All everybody, you know. That's not the toilet. That's just the. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse that, folks. That's not the toilet. <laughs> the sink. Yeah. So I used to look up. I, I'm beyond. I used to look up to my older brothers, and yeah. you know, my guys in the corner, and everybody. Everybody had that one dude, may he rest in peace, Socrates, also known as Pedro Navaja. He was like our older brother, and you know he got he got murked when we were when, like in the early nineties, like in ninety one, if I'm not mistaken. Was it around the riots? Nah, not with Kiko's riot. 
And we were still, he was still alive with the people around. That, that was just crazy. So, you know, I looked up to them, really. They were like my big brothers, my mentors and stuff like that. So you had to decide. I, I, I couldn't put it. I remember watching them smoke weed and stuff like that. And I used to be like, yeah, niggas is yeah. nasty and this is third. And all I did was just kind of, how you say, contradict myself. Yeah. Because I ended up doing the same thing they were doing. Uh, but did they give you a piece of advice that nowadays you look at it and you're like, man, I should listen at that point. I'm going to be honest. May he rest in peace, Malik. He was a security guard in Kennedy. In like my senior year, I'll never forget it. My senior year, like I was, I was a fifth year senior. I was rocking the whole entire school. Never got in trouble. Every single time I would be in the dean's office, it was like they threw a party. Because yeah. I was rarely in the dean's office. Rarely. If I, if, I, if I got caught, it was because I was stupid of getting caught. Oh. Or if not, you was not going to catch yeah. me. Because I already had the security guards in my little pocket. So the minute I would walk through them doors or pass my ID, they would grab me and be like, um, we got to go get you. And such as period, do you want to stay inside the school or are you going home? Yeah. I'm like, nah, we're going to play catch and mouse. But mm -hmm. I'm going to go to my certain classes and then you get me in the lunchroom. For real, I said, yeah, don't worry. I, I want to see what, what was the big deal. What's the, and it would be because of me fighting. That's it. Yeah, I feel like every security guard in the high school, yes. you, like they, you they see it all. Yeah, they, they, they become your mentor at yeah, some point. Yeah, so my, yeah. My, my, my mentor was this big guy named Malik from the Bronx, from Grand Avenue. Just passed away like two weeks ago. He was, um, Damn, he, had yeah, he had oh, cancer. Yeah, he had cancer. Yeah, he had cancer. He had come in, paint you out, paint you He had passed away from that. That's the worst one you can get. What? So, we were bumping heads in the beginning. Like, I guess because back then I didn't even have a beard. I just had sideburns. My hair was crazy. Like, if I just stuck my finger in a, in a <laughs> socket, I never comb my hair. I would have a shape up, but my sideburns would look crazy. So, one day we were bumping heads. Like, he would let everybody inside the lunchroom. And I ain't have lunch in that lunchroom. That was my lunchroom. Like, dogs, you're new to the school. Been here already five years. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to stop me from going into my lunchroom. Nah, this is the... Wait, go to... Let me see your program. Oh, you got to go to the eighth floor. That's your lunchroom. And I'm like, nah, I'm not going to that floor, bro. Yeah. So in the first two weeks, you know, I made it my business. I said, you know what? Let me go. And I was up there. I was like, I was like in a deserted island. It was just nerds. It was hot. You couldn't even open, yo. You couldn't even Why open. was this floor so hot, by Because the, way? the fucking, um, the window? the window was bolted. And my, in the lunchroom, my lunchroom, I took the screw things out. Yeah. But up there, it was hot. Hot, hot air rises. No. So the higher you go, that hot air is. So it was so hot. It was so hot. And all these nerds. And I was like, what the hell? I'm looking around. I'm like, what the heck am I doing here? Ain't no action, no nothing. <laughs> Everybody's just there writing, talking on their books, um, on themselves, opening up textbooks. And I'm like, this place is going to make me do homework. <laughs> I'm like, nah, man, I can't do this. So I said, you know what? I grabbed my crew and I said, yo, Friday, I'm going to get inside that lunchroom. Watch. Mike, for real, what you going to do? I said, you got to open up the back door. And that's how I'm going to get in. If he kicks me out, he kicks me out. So for like a whole month straight, kicking me out, going in, kicking me out, going in. Kick. I'm like, dogs, I'm not going to give up. One of us is going to quit. One <laughs> of us. But it's not going to be me. Yeah. And it was, now he had his boy, Gene, at the, at the back door. And I was like, so these guys are making it difficult for me. Right. One day I just bone rushed. We all, I said, dogs, 
Once he opens that and you guys are showing your program, everybody pushing because I'm going to get in this bitch. <laughs> so he started, he noticed, he's, that's how, that's, I think this is how I went down. He started noticing how I had my crew and like, everybody was straightforward. So yeah. we used to wait for the second bell to ring. Then we all used to go to class. Like yeah. I, I, I was a teacher myself. Like if you wanted to chill with me, Excuse me. If you wanted to chill with me, you had to make sure you show me a report card. You had to go to class. You couldn't just chill with me because, oh, I'm chilling with Mike. And I'm going to be chilling up against the wall. And, and, and I'm going to be cool. Nah. Yeah. I'm graduating. So I'm trying to push you to graduate. Right. You're not trying to be in the school yeah. like me. I wasn't trying to be there. I'm a fifth-year senior, so I'm already 19. And there's guys that were there that were 20 years old. And I'm, and I'm like, dogs. I'm a super senior, but you a super duper senior. <laughs> like that shit. That, that that's going to the bar later. <laughs> like, dog, you got a big ass mustache. You know what I mean? Your fucking hair and your chin. Like, if you got a full grown beard, come you're on, in you're in high school. You bugging? Bro. I ain't even have that. I ain't even have no beard. I could pull out a picture. I ain't even have no beard or nothing. I ain't have like he's nothing. In three yearbooks. Yeah, like come on. And my thing is, like I told, uh, he told me straight up. He grabbed me one time. He's like, yo. Put me in the t- in the teacher's bathroom and him and his and, like this shit was scary because both of them they were big they were at least 300 400 pounds so i'm a little nigga i'm like six one maybe 220 big I mean, that's, that's not that's big, not that's not little hey yeah, nah, i know it's not but compared to those yeah, humongous yeah, yeah, samoan yeah. look like morenos and i'm like <laughs> wait a minute i'm about to get my ass kicked so they, the guy comes in, they lock in, the, they behind me, and they lock me in the bathroom. And I said to myself, this ass going to go down, B. I can't believe this shit. I'm about to get pounded out. Yeah. I can't even <laughs> scream. I can't say. And my guys is banging on the door. Boom, boom, boom. Let us in, let us in. They not even trying to let them in. I said to myself, damn, I'm a fuck. Why, why agree to this shit yeah. come inside? So he told me, he's like, yo, I see something in you. I'm like, what the fuck you see? He's like, yo, I see a lot of potential in you. I'm like, where you trying to get at? He's like, yeah. yo, I see you more of a leader than a follower. I'm like, yo, I noticed that when you speak, your boys listen and the girls yeah. listen when you tell them something. Like, what? I'm like, what you mean? One, you wait until the second bell rings when you're supposed to leave in the first one to your class. And once the second bell rings, you got everybody, you got your people saying, screaming roll call, and everybody's all lined up, and it's like, like a bunch of roaches, everybody, woof. I'm like, nah, because I've been doing that shit, told you, this is my school. I've been doing this shit way longer before you came in here. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so you've been doing this for, I'm like, yeah, so you never noticed that through the five years you got here? I'm like, notice what? Those like you yeah. are a chain a chain of command. Whatever you say goes. And I've noticed that even on Freshman Friday when the Dominicans around the corner wanted to jump the other Dominicans, you literally stopped that. Like, no, this is not going down. You gotta fight me. If you wanna fight him, knowing that yeah. he's not gonna he's not gonna hit you back, he don't got nobody to protect him, you gotta fight me. And I noticed that you have stopped a lot of plenty of fights and stuff like and everybody like when you talk, everybody's like they scared of you. I said, nah, ain't nobody scared yeah. of me, bro. I don't keep it 100. Nobody's scared of me. We just built different. Like, yeah. I was raised, like I said, I was raised by, like, triple OGs that, I, I, you know, I got to bow down to them. Especially though, the first one that passed away in my block. Yeah. Like, he was a natural born leader. There was plenty of times that they wanted to kill him, and they couldn't. 
Yeah, there's even one story, I don't know if it's a myth or it's a true story. He was in a party on the block, and some other block came into the party and tried to shoot him with a shotgun while he was drinking a beer, sitting in a couch. And the shotgun fell apart when the dude cocked it back. So the shit yeah. fell apart, and the guys got scared, like, oh, shit. So he said, this time I'm going to show you how to shoot. Nigga picked it up, put it back together, and started chasing them. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, that's that a, guy, everybody story. tells me that I'm like him, but in the good way. Yeah. So when when Malik told me that, I was like, you know, I took into consideration, and every single time I do an interview, that's the first thing I, that always comes to mind when people ask me, yo, why are you the way that you are? And it's that, like... You gotta be. You gotta show respect to gain respect before you let anybody come and disrespect you. Because once you get disrespected, there's no way coming back from that. Yeah. So you don't feel. <clears throat> well, that's different. It's hard. I mean, people could do wrong, and then there's a way you could recover from that. But disrespect is a different. Sometimes you can recover. You sometimes so you yeah. feel like once somebody's done something wrong, let's say not for you per se personally, mm -hmm. for you. And they did something wrong. You don't think that there's able, they're able to like. <coughs> I need an example. Well, I, I think like it's it, I think it's different when you're in the streets. Like if you get disrespected on the block, that shit's gonna haunt you forever. No, that's everybody's that's, gonna remember I'm that. Not, shit. That's not what I'm getting to because that's different. That's something because it becomes personal. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. So my point is that, and also like you, you're built different. There's like this thing in your head. I watched the clip where you're sitting. I forgot the name of the person you're talking to. And um, so when you study me, when you <laughs> have to, I have to. For the camera, me and Mike, we don't know each other. Yeah, I don't know from no, all the wall. Um, the first time we, we spoke, it was nothing but respect. And like, I've talked, I've chatted with him how long? This is like three or four weeks we've been texting back and forth. So we don't know each other. So I had to do my homework, watch <laughs> videos. Um, this is one clip that stuck with me that I knew that you were built different just by your response. Because I like to study people and how they talk, how they articulate. <clears throat> and you said, I think you were sitting in 809. Um, you were talking about how the neighborhood is now and the things that are in the neighborhood. And when you think of Washington Heights, you think of Inwood, you think of Uptown, you first think of the lounges, the clubs, the bars. So Dykeman yeah. and you were like in the interview you're sitting back out you're like I'm gonna be honest with you the neighborhood is saturated with all this what I would like to see is I would like to see we don't have enough rec centers no. and that's what stuck with me plus all the stuff that you do as far as coaching and people that look up to even the messages that you put up today you put something that was interesting wow I just read it uh, I'm gonna look it up before so that's what let me know yeah, that there's, there's, you're built different. And normally when you're in high school, uh, it was when someone helps you and they're struggling too, that's not help, that's love. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. little messages like that, I think, are uh, interesting. And the fact that... Uh, you know who else? I, I, that oh, I'm being, he, he's one of my top five basketball players that he even said it back in the 90s. <clears throat> let me see if you remember. You, you're into sports? Oh, big this basketball. started as a sports show. Oh, right. yeah. Basketball was yeah. my first love. I was crying when John Starks went two for oh, 16, two, seven, two, in 1994. So, yeah. All right. Let me see if you remember this this quote. 
I'm not a role model, but your parents are. So don't compare. Don't okay. Say, don't say. Yeah. Don't know. say I'm a role model. I don't know. I know a basketball player, but uh -huh. his name is not coming to me. That's Charles Barkley. Yeah. Thank is you. it Barkley? Yeah. yeah. That's so, what I that I follow. That I'm nobody's role model. Your parents are. Okay, but yeah. my, but if I if <clears throat> I could be that if I could be that person that could give you that extra push to make to try to. Not sell your dream, but make make your dreams turn into a reality. Like I tell people, this don't be in your house thinking about what you want to do in life. Yeah. Go out there and, and try it and do it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't yeah. hurt to f fail and get back up. It's like a test. Life is like yeah. a test, and I and I and I taking plenty of tests. Yeah. And I failed in the beginning. <laughs> Everybody does. Yeah. You have to learn how to fail before you can be successful. Yeah. yeah, it's nice to have that foundation in the home with your parents, right? It yeah. starts there. But also, when you go out in the world, sometimes, but remember, you just get some people out there. Yeah, yeah, but sometimes you don't have that foundation. Exactly. That's true. No, yeah. I never did. I, I never did. I, I'm going to be honest with you. My mom was yeah. a hardworking lady. She busted her ass seven, not seven days a week, five days a week. Then it went into seven days a week. Yeah. Like my, mom, my mom is the truth. Yeah. The truth, the truth. No disrespect to my dad, but my mom, my mom did everything for me and my little brother. Yeah. And for my other two brothers. So yeah. it's like, you know, like it was hard. It was hard because you didn't have that, that household support yeah. of your mom gonna go watch you play sports in school. Uh -huh. Why? Because your mom is coming from working in a factory nine to five to come out of work at five o'clock in the afternoon to come home and cook for us. Yeah. Like it was hard for her. Like, I didn't have my parents going to none of my games. That's why, in a way, I wasn't discouraged or nothing like that, but I played sports just to escape my household. Yeah. To relieve my frustration some way, somehow. Because yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to go kill somebody. I'm not going to go shoot somebody. And be like, all right. I mean, I'm not going to go do 25 to life over stupidity. Yeah. So, you, a guy like, like you, for example, you're in high school. You see how you had, you were an influence, a good influence. Normally... The guys I remember from my high school that were like you, that were popular, and people wanted to hang out with, they weren't using that influence. And mind you, there's one thing. <clears throat> I, don't, I, I, I don't know how the fuck I became popular in high school, to be honest with you. That's because you were the leader, bro. You know what I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't see it, yeah. and I didn't see it like that. I just said, all right, well, us four, us five, we, we all came, came into high school together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're the only one that came with me all the way from... Fucking elementary school to like me and you as road dogs. Yeah. All the yeah. way from elementary school to fucking high school. Now we meet these two. So now uh -huh. it's us. Now we meet him. We meet her. Yeah. So now we have her as the as the uh -huh. leader of the girl crew. Like we mold her into the sense of, all right, you go have your we we dudes, now you go have your set of girls that you go do the same thing that we do. You go whatever freshman girl you see that's having trouble, put underneath your wing. So yeah. I molded, I molded a couple of my crew dudes like to be their own, their own, how you say, jefe, leader yeah. in their own little way. Yeah. That to this day, they'd be like, yo, thank you. And I'd be like, thank you for what? Nah, for everything that you did for, for <coughs> me growing up. Yeah. And I'm like, but what the fuck I did? He's like, Mike, you don't, you don't, it's like, you don't see, you don't see, you don't know. You affected their you lives. You don't know. And this way. is, this is when I knew that I did something right, I say. I remember I came out for my, what was it? I don't even know if it was my 
thirtieth birthday or what was it? Yeah. I grabbed all my high school guys that was down with me since day one and I had a birthday party for me. Right? So me having a birthday party, how can I put it? I invited like I had I found a chip from one of my old phones, put it on on one of my phones uh-huh. and I started calling the numbers and everybody had the same number. So you know, it was supposed to be 30 of us that were always in the lunchroom together. Turned out to be 20. 10 were uh-huh. missing. So when we put the picture on Instagram, everybody posted, they started hitting me up like, yo, I didn't know it was going to be like that. I fucked up. And <laughs> I'm like, oh, you thought I was playing? And I yeah. wanted to see yeah. all you guys. Because me, I wanted to see how my, 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 my day ones were. I wanted to see if they were healthy. Yeah. If they, you know fucking they got their teeth or they bummy yeah. the other they, if they ain't show up it's because what they in the street they homeless yeah. what the fuck so when we like the setup was so dope it was like we were in the lunchroom yeah. they guys dinner table I'm sitting in the front of the dinner table I got my right hand and my left hand the Sosa brothers cause they are one is lefty and one is righty <laughs> so we all sitting but nobody's talking the Sosa brothers are just talking to me. Yeah. Everybody, all 20, all 20 dudes is like this, I guess, facing each other. The food haven't gone, the drinks haven't come, nothing. Everybody's just on their phones, everybody's uh-huh. just looking down, looking away. And I'm telling myself, I'm looking at both of them, I'm like, dog, are you seeing what I'm seeing? I'm like, what, Mike? I'm like, y'all motherfuckers is not seeing it? They're like, nah. I was like, all right, let me see something. So... I invite you guys to my dinner, like literally, like it was a mafia type thing. I invite you guys to my dinner party, and you motherfuckers are not saying nothing to none of each other. Like you guys got like over twenty plus years without right, fucking yeah. seeing each other. Y'all two niggas live around the same block, and uh-huh. y'all even not even saying nothing to each other. So one of them go, there you, the guy pulled at the end. He goes, there you go with the bullshit, Mike. <laughs> like we in school. I'm like, dog, that's what I want. Give me more, give me more. And the dude niggas, see, you always on your shit, Mike. Ever since we young, you always, you thought you was a fucking man, motherfucker. And I'm like, give me more, give me more. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I feel like you motherfuckers are going by my Instagram when you fucking know, you guys really know who I am. Like you guys know my government name. Don't go by the Instagram. Yeah. You guys know me personally, bro. Yeah. We know what we've been through in life. Uh-huh. And you guys acting like you guys never seen each other, bro. We got over 20 plus years without seeing each other. And you guys is acting fucking brand new. Yeah. There you go, motherfucker. <laughs> and I'm like, that's what I want to hear. Bring the drinks out. <laughs> now the drinks, now the food, now the drinks is flowing. So now you know, when you're drunk, it's true sounds. Everybody starts yapping. So it was like, like I broke down when I went home. And I thanked every single one of them, like, yo, you don't even know what you guys did, bro. Because I just finished coming from, I just had, what, three death-defying experiences before I did that dinner. And for me to have my, my, like, even the girls that were with us since day one, they were pissed off. Like, yo, for real, you had a dinner, a birthday dinner party, you didn't invite us, and we were there with you since day one in the, in the school? Fucking up bitches and stuff like that. You ain't invited. We like y'all niggas. I'm like, nah, because I wanted to have the fellas. Yeah. But eventually I'll have a co-ed one with all the girls. But I wanted to have my dudes dudes there first. Because uh-huh. I wanted to I wanted to see their face expression. I wanted to see how they were going to react against each other. And it was like, when I went home, I broke down. Because I'm like, damn, all my niggas look good. 
None of them is none of them is hurt. No, everybody got a job. So they like, all got their teeth. Everything, yeah, yeah. everything was. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you're proud. Yeah, I was proud. Like, yo, some of them are cops. Some of them are bus drivers. Some of them are ambulance firemen, like lawyers. And I'm like, damn, son. He's like, yo, Mike, you fucking built animals, bro. I'm like, nah, I don't say animals. I just, I just didn't want you guys to fall in no trap. Yeah. And not only fall in a trap, not because I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'll write to you. Yeah. I'll see you once or twice, but I'm not going to spend my whole entire life fucking sending you money and going to see uh -huh. you in jail when I knew that you could have been something bigger and better. Yeah. The yeah. one that should have been like that should have been me. And they said it. They were like, yo, we would expect you to be the biggest drug dealer out here. Yeah. And I was like, nah, man. I'm good. I'm all right. I'm comfortable. I don't got to be the biggest drug dealer out here. The biggest drug dealer out here is either dead or fucking locked up, pushing 25 to life. I'm not going to jail. And I'm not, it's not that I was afraid of jail, but at yeah. the end of the day, uh-uh. My cousin did 18 years of his life at a young age. Lost everything. Baseball scholarship. They used to call him Mr. Baseball. Became Mr. Baseball in jail all over again. Got scholarships and everything while he's in jail. Yeah. He wrote to me and my brothers and told us straight up, like, yo, out there in the real world, you don't have friends. The only friends you have is your family. And that's even an if. The only friends I have is my mom and my brother and my dad. Yeah. All my that's... friends, all my friends are in, are in here that I grew up with out there. And the ones that I left out there don't even write to me. Yeah. And I'm here, and I'm here about to come home. I'm about to finish my 18-year bid. I know I'm going, I'm going out to, to something new. 18 years away from your neighborhood. Yeah. You know what? Everything he didn't want, he, he want nobody to go pick him up in jail. He took the motherfucking train himself. Knew what style. He said, he said, this is how I remember everything. Once I got in the one train. I got kept, I kept going into I reached 207. Once I we the train went uptown and I saw the outside. Because uh -huh. once you reach Dykeman, that's it, everything out is always outside. Yeah. He's like, and I got off on 207. I saw the one chicken spot that been there for years. Just. And I knew John Fried Chicken. <laughs> and I knew to walk that way. <clears throat> and then to walk down the block. And I seen that that building, the Carolina building is still there. I knew where I was at. Is the, that's the one right next to uh, where the Mofongo thing is yeah, right now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, bring it back to Charles yeah. Barkley. Like, you influence people without you trying yeah. to influence people. Yeah. Without you knowing it. Yeah. yeah. I used to I used to work in a program in PAL, mm -hmm. and I used to do Academy Street every summer. By 52. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it used to get crazy every summer. <laughs> and most of the kids, that's their summer. Like, they're coming out. They don't have babysitters. The mom just leaves them on the block to play. Some of those parents can't afford some to, like, parents parents can't can't afford or, to do that. And man, now, some of those parents are fucking lazy. Man. Yeah. Yo, but <laughs> now they closed down the program. So and that's now, the government. Yeah. That's the government. That's all I'm fucking. These kids got that's nowhere to go. That's all I'm with the politicians in my community, bro. They'll tell you straight up, like, yo, why you don't... I don't need to go to no board meeting. I don't need yeah. to deal with you politicians, bro. The main politician out there, his name is um, Yandy Rodriguez. That's my man. Yeah. Like, he raised me. Uh -huh. He used to be my freaking night school, one of my night school teachers. Yeah. And always preaching, oh, yeah. do this, do that. Pull comes to shove, you turn into a politician uh -huh. and you fucking the whole fucking hood. Me, I'm saying that he's a puppet. 
to a fucking millionaire. Yeah. They gave him the bag. Yeah. So he could get everybody out the hood. And it's like, dogs, you just you going against the grain. And you want me to help you? Yeah. I asked you for help. I told you, I told you, yo, I want to open up a community center and I know you could do it because you in there. Yeah. yeah. And I could get you the votes and stuff like yeah. that. He goes, oh, no, we can't do it because somebody owns that building and they got the lease for like 30 years. I said, who the fuck is going to own a building for 30 years? <laughs> you tell me who's going to own a building for 30 years, bro. And if you really, really was for the community, yeah. you could get that building yeah. if you want it. But you don't want it. What you want to do is rezone, zone, whatever that uh -huh. shit is. Rezone the, inward. Yeah. yeah. So they could build the uh, high-rise towers, like who, raise the rent. Why you want to? Why mm -hmm. you want to destroy the neighborhood, our, yeah. the neighborhood and build high-rises, high bro? We're yeah. not like I, like there's a there's a thing that I uh, an interview I did on um, shout out to Dykeman Diary yeah. that I told them straight up. My man got, got mad because I said, "Yo, our neighborhood no es blanquito." To be honest with you, even though the blanquitos are moving in, yeah. but our neighborhoods is a Latino neighborhood, so all these fucking high rises don't make no fucking sense. At the end of the day, we can't afford them. Man, we can't afford you them. But you, you, yeah, you go, you go yeah. have the blanquitos that could uh -huh. afford it. At the end of the day, but still, dogs, this is our community. Yeah. I don't got nothing against blanquitos. I don't, but this is a Latin community. Yeah, I want you guys to understand that. Like yeah. you're trying to kick your own people out. That shit don't. That shit to me. That shit's disrespectful. You grew up. You grew up in Dykeman yeah. and Sherman yeah. in the Caroline. So you're taking you you because they gave you the bag. Who knows how much money they gave you? They gave you the bag. So now you want to you like all oh, right? Ah, they gave me a couple of hundred thousand. Yeah. So I'm gonna do my best so I can get the other half. Uh huh. Well, the same goes for. Uh, Miguel Martinez. Miguel yeah. Martinez. That nigga's another asshole. He did the... Uh, he did time. That's the one that did time, right? In the federal thing. Right? Because he, he stole money. He stole a lot of money. And uh, I bet you he still has money from that fucking case. He yeah. still has money in DR. Probably does. Not but, probably. He does. <laughs> I know for sure he does. he does. Because he put the money under his... Uh, under his fucking family. Under yeah, his yeah. dog or whatever name, bro. So nobody <laughs> will fucking chase that shit. And you want to sneak in and be a politician all over again. Like... Come on, are you stupid? Like, people, people, this is the thing that irks me the most about people in my community. Yeah. That, how you don't see, how you don't see that these guys are trying to fuck you, bro. These, yeah. They trying to fuck you and you don't, they trying to fuck you raw. It, and you don't see it. You just see, oh no, they want to, they want to do this for the community. No, they don't. Nah. They trying to take you out. It's greed. At the beginning of the, at, at, at the, the end, end of the, the day, day it's, it's greed. Because he knows, he knows what he was getting out of yeah, that deal. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he was getting out of that deal. And the shit that's <clears> crazy <throat> is that everybody's like, yo, Mike, you could run for politician and you'll win in the landslide. I said, I know I can. Because I got the youth and I got my peoples. I got the and peoples you, you and the old generation. And oh. I, and they, everybody will lose. But my thing is this. I don't want to do it because it takes away from the person that I am. Yeah. One. Two. All right, when it comes to that debating part, that, oh, what do you think you could do? And I, I already got a game plan. I already got a blueprint of what, what I know what I could do to fund my hood and yeah. my community. But then when it comes to that debating part, that's when they want to dig in. Yeah. They all go into, oh, so what you was doing in 1980-something? What you was doing in 1990? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I'm going to be like, what I was doing, I'm, I, I'll take this fucking tie off, nigga, and then go. <laughs> my thing is, <clears throat> I feel like you're better suited for what you do specifically. You could probably win in office, but there's not many, like I yeah. said earlier, people pushing younger people. Like, 
Yeah, the man. generation nowadays they think it's cool to they all fucked up. Cut yeah. school. Yeah. It's cool to yeah, do you, this. Okay. Or it's cool to do that. Cause they like, follow they follow these rappers. And these rappers give two fucks about that. And I think that there's way too many followers in this yeah. younger generation. They and there's them not them. enough leaders. Yeah. And on top of that is because these, these these kids that are growing up now don't have a positive male role model or someone that they could look up to or give advice to. So that's why I feel like you're very crucial to that demographic and to also the kids that are like... Because you, you also talk to older basketball players. Yeah. I have to, cause so, Kanchiyama, cause that's the platform. That's the platform that that's best. Because since all these kids is into sports, mm -hmm. why not why not talk to them mm -hmm. and let them pass the pass their knowledge? Because at the end of the day, remember, either you came from DR with nothing, not a dollar, kicking rocks. You came over for the American dream, and here you are. You're playing in the NBA. You're playing in a D1 school. So your story, you could pass it on to the next generation and let them know, like, yo, I struggle. Don't think because I'm in the NBA, everything is sweet. Don't think because I'm a millionaire that everything is sweet. It took me dedication and determination to get right here where I'm at. Nothing was handed to me. Not a damn penny was handed to me. I'm earning every fucking dollar that you're seeing. Yeah. So the another thing I'm going to go back to is the rest of it. Uh, That's with, my ultimate goal, man. With the internet being now and what it is, and people, there's a lot of people that have giving nature. Why not do a uh, like a GoFundMe, a GoFundMe page, and you come up with a project? That's not a route for you. You feel like because it, it, I, for me, me that GoFund shit is I don't <clears> know. <throat> I think I, in a way it's like a it's like a two sided sword. Okay. Because the yeah. other day. Well, my homegirl, my homegirl hit the shit in the in the bullseye. She goes, "It's crazy, Mike, how these motherfuckers go out to the club, pop bottles, are scamming, getting jewelry, doing this to the yeah. dirt. Mm -hmm. But when they boy die, they right away want to put a GoFund page. What happened to that mm -hmm. money that you was fucking spurging? That's okay. Yeah. What happened to that money? <clears throat> it, they, they the thing is the priority. <laughs> priority to them is having fun. They're not drinking." And the shit is crazy, and all of a sudden you got a GoFund page on yeah, your page for right. your boy or for your homegirl that died. So you don't have the money to be like, yo, let me right. hit right. his mom or his dad, like, yo, he hold this. But right away you want to GoFund Pantai. Please, GoFund me at this thing. Yeah. My, my whole point was because FYI, it's on 171st, I think it is. And my friend Louis was one of the, Lou from 207, he was one of the founders of that. He helped raise some funds to get it. And I think it was only $15 million. And they own the building outright, so they don't have to pay rent to anybody. That's why I feel like, and it is your goal, maybe a five-year plan or whatever amount yeah. of years you want to put to it. Um, and that's why I was like, I, I need to speak to this guy. And this is, but I saw the video before I did the interview with Mike. Um, that boy Lucky. <laughs> Yo, but that's that's uh, that's something that the community definitely needs, bro. Especially because oh, those kids, yo, those no, the kids, whole entire Washington Heights area, Washington because, Heights everywhere, because bro. we don't have a community center yeah. except for that YMCA. Which you that's, not pay for. that's not a that's not a YMCA. So take the M out. It's a YWCH. That belongs to the Jews. That belongs <laughs> to the Blanquitos. Yeah, yo, you could have gotten in. You guys could get in. Me, I won't be able to get in. Yeah. They used to be, we used to call a guy, they used to be a guy, we used to call RoboCop. 
Yeah. You couldn't even be in the front. Nigga, for me to wait for you to... Yo, what are you doing here? I'm waiting for Rick to come down. That, that's and so you, you can't you can't stand you can't stand here. What yeah. you mean I can't stand here? It's fucking block, bro. Yeah. What you mean I can't stand here? The fuck you mean? Like I said, you can't stand here. Oh, all right. I'll I'll be across the street. But that's gonna be the last time you yell at me, bro. What? What you mean? <laughs> like I said, that little shiny shit on your chest doesn't phase me. I don't know where you from. But I know I'm on the other side of Dykeman, but this whole strip is mine. I live down there on Nagel. Yeah. This is Nagel in Elwood, mm-hmm. but I live down there at the main Nagel. Yeah. Anything that has to do with Nagel is mine. You don't want to go there. So that's a why. That, and I've been there three times in my whole entire life. Inside the facility. Inside the facility. <clears throat> the facility is one of the best facilities I've ever seen in my life. The only thing that is missing, I don't know if there's a pool because I ain't get it, but they show me different classrooms, they show me the gym. I think there's a pool in there. Too. The best. And we have And it's when I go in there, when <coughs> I went in there, the classrooms the classrooms were empty. There was certain classrooms with kids in it. So there's a building in the neighborhood that kids from the neighborhood can't completely utilize. Can can't 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 that that's that's the real fucked up part. And and my in my day and age I used to have to go to the YMCA Where's on, that? on Alphabet City in the East Side. Oh, that's a um, hike from where you live. So I had to go to the I, I had to go to the Boys and Girls Club in the Bronx, yeah. where Alexander where Alexander used to be at, all the way by by Fordham University. I had to go to the Boys and Girls Club. I had to go to the NBCY. I had to go to Saint Saint Matthews to play sports. Like you wasn't allowed in that in that WCH. You wasn't. You wasn't. And then in my era growing up, that that shit was like real racist. Nah, you wasn't going in there. So what do kids do in this time right now? In this time, they just get high. Where Dykeman is closed, and they're not able to play basketball. Get high. Get high. Get high. I'm gonna repeat it. Get high. And how do we change that? How do we change that by building the rec center? Like what? How that? How that movie? It comes to the baseball movie. If you build it, they will come. Yeah. Uh, Feel the dreams. Feel the dreams. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and we, it, we, it goes we back to sports. One yeah. Everything. Back to everything. Because yeah. me growing up, I'm gonna be honest with you. Me growing up, sports was everything. Yeah. For everybody in the community, sports was everything. You will go. You will have Monday to Friday school. If you was on a team, you would work out with your basketball team, with your football team, your baseball team. From there, you will come home, drop your book bag, go into NBCY, go to St. Matthews, go to the Boys and Girls Club, go to fucking the, YM, the YMCH downtown, the one in Harlem, and then come back and do the same routine over and over and over and over. And that's me growing up with my in my era. Yeah. You had something to do. Mm-hmm. Now you don't have nothing to do in the community. But get high. Follow these little stupid ass rappers, mumble rappers, because they not really spitting nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mumble rappers that are with a foam cup, with lean, Percocet, Xanax, Molly's, all types of shit. And remember, you're the one that's dying. You're the one that's destroying your body. These rappers got money. They multi-millionaires. Right. They could get clean. You, once you hug, it's a wrap. There's no way you're coming back from that. No way. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. What, go to rehab? 
can't afford take, that. You can't afford rehab. Because the rehab that you're going to go to is going to be one of these neighborhood rehabs. Right. Yeah. And it's like a public school yeah. rehab. It's not the so, private school yeah. rehab. So it's like, it's like you're going to one of these neighborhood rehabs. All right, you're there for a month. All it takes, once you get out of there, all it takes is for one of your boys to be like, yo, here, yo, hit come this. Come on, man. Yeah. Let's, let's go yeah. hang out. Let's yeah, go. let's go hang out. Hit this. <clears throat> let's go to Dykeman Bar. Yeah. Let's go to San Fun Marina. Yeah. yeah. And that shit, that marina is overrated, también. <laughs> that shit is big. It's expensive. expensive. <laughs> We're going to cover about like 15 I, I haven't even, I haven't even spoke, I haven't even brought up Dominican Power yet. Yeah, because when I used to, I used to fucking <clears throat> work on Academy Street, uh, every fucking weekend there was like a different basketball player in the summer. Like KD or fucking yeah. Kyrie Leonardo or somebody. DiCaprio came out. Leo yeah. was out there, but like that shit gets crazy. Uh, uh, well, people that live in the neighborhood actually can't go in there and enjoy. I'm talking about that. Beer is like eighteen dollars. Where the Marina? The Marina. Dude, I'm talking, about Dykeman. About Dykeman. I'm talking about Dykeman basketball. Oh, the every, Marina. The, every Marina, the Marina. The Marina is overrated, bro. <coughs> yeah, At the so end of the day, it's overrated. It's overrated. It's overrated. Like I went to the Marina when the, the Marina was dirt. When the Marina, the Marina had the bubble. The little bubble um house that that's where they used to throw the techno parties. Now it's just overrated. It's overrated, B. Everybody thinks, oh, let's go to the marina. Uh -huh. I'm like, dogs. You should have been in the marina in the 90s, early 2000s, when it was worth it. Now it's just a fucking show. Yeah. No, I'm not going there. I'm staying on my block. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> so Dominican Power and Dykeman. Talk to me a little bit about that tournament. Why? why I, I feel like now... Back in the days when I was growing up, Rock, everybody's like, oh, Rocker Park, you gotta go to Rocker Park. I don't think it's Rocker Park anymore. Everybody nah. talks about, oh, you gotta play. The Dykeman Recipes, before we start this, recipes to Greg Maris. You know, he's one of the, he's not one, he's one of, yeah, he's one of the founding fathers of street ball and with the Rucker movement. Like, yeah, well, we, we, you know, we gotta pay respect where respect is due. Yeah. He, you know, he has Rucker. He has street ball on a chokehold. Yeah. And we came along, Dominican Power alongside Dyke yeah. Basketball. Mm -hmm. And it was like, that shit is like a party. Kyrie, KD. Yeah, sorry. Michael oh, Beasley. Michael Beasley. Beasley. Iman Sharper. It's been a lot of NBA lot, players. Lot, and what we'll, we'll bring, we'll bring them there. It's the atmosphere, bro. Mm -hmm. We totally different from, from Harlem. I always said it. Game, I, so. always, I always said. I tell people. They say that Harlem is the real transcendence. Nah, we are. We yeah. we are. I don't, the, you know the Morenos. They switched it up, but mm -hmm. we are the real transcendence. Yeah. We started. <coughs> and the Morenos, just, you know, they flipped it in their own way. But we uh -huh. we had this on a chokehold, and it's like you know, once Dominican Power established himself in Dykeman Park, that's our home base. This yeah. summer we will have nineteen years. Next summer, I'm going to have my 20-year anniversary. Dykeman basketball is this summer is going to have 30 years yeah. of street ball. Yeah. You so. know what, street ball? Yo, shout out to Mr. Kenny Stevens and the whole Dykeman staff. Like, I want I want people to understand this. I don't have nothing to do with Dykeman basketball. But everybody automatically Pink, associates. Yeah, yeah. yeah. everybody they, associates. They're like, yeah, he, he, he's, he's Dykeman. He is Dykeman. Dykeman That's him. Uh, everything I don't have nothing to do with Dykeman basketball in the sense of that me owning it of me yeah. no. Every, that Dykeman basketball belongs to Mr. Kenny Stevens, Michael Jenkins, and Omar Booth. That was the three amigos. They brought Dykeman, and you know Mr. Sean Couch. They brought Dykeman to where it's at. 
Then, you know, it went from Michael Jenkins, Omar Booth, and Kenny Stevens, the three amigos. They started pushing it even more. Then, you know, Michael and Omar, they had their jobs. Kenny kept pushing and pushing and pushing it until we, this summer's going to be 30 years. So yeah. then we came around. Remember, we're not supposed to play basketball. Yeah. We're supposed to play baseball. We're supposed to play baseball. It's not a baseball team. Yeah, we's not. And so we came around, you know. And some of the players are on the This is 1998, right? Yeah. 20 years. 19. I was coming out of incarnation yeah. around that time. So around that time, we just getting our feet wet. Yeah. You know, everybody's like, I'm putting the pieces of the puzzle junto with con mi primo hermano, Bacacha, also known as the slasher. And the maniac, also known as Ralph Salazar, we're putting the pieces of the puzzle together. Like Ralph Salazar won his couple of chips with his team from Wall Street. Uh-huh. The Greer brothers won their chip with, with Mr. Couch. So when we were coming up, when the slasher was coming up with the with some of the guys, they he was the one that was like, yo, like we were competing, but we needed we needed more of the guys to come and join forces so we could be a force within itself. So when he told me, like, yo, go out and try to get the Maniac. Yeah. Go out and try to get the Greer Brothers. Go out and try to get Francis Garcia. Go out and try to get Charlie Villanueva, Lou Flores, everybody. Edgar Sosa. Edgar Sosa, Edgar Sosa, James Feldine. James Feldine. Yeah, but they came, yeah, they came, they came in the later stage, not, mm-hmm. not in the early, like, like in 98. And in the early 2000s, they didn't come because they already had Edgar Sosa and James Dean. They were down with Dykeman, and they were called the Young Ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alongside two out to guard, Andre, alongside Steven Polanco, also known as No Fear. Steven Polanco left the Young Ones to join us because uh-huh. he wanted he wanted playing time. And he was the only one out of that young, gener- young generation crew of the Young Ones that had the chance to win a championship with us, to have a chance to play in the park with us compared to them they they stayed with you know Kenny Stevens they stayed with with the young ones and you know they built their own legacy no fear came with us because he loved the atmosphere like what we were doing in that park back in the days it was it was out of the ordinary bro I walked by I've never been to a game oh yeah we started the shit that's crazy that Kenny Stevens put us right on a Monday and it was light on the cleanup. Tuesday, light on the cleanup. Wednesday, sort of on the cleanup. Thursday, a little bit on the cleanup. And he was like, yo, we're going to have to move you guys on a Friday night. <laughs> because there was so much garbage in the, after our games. It was crazy for him to pick up all that garbage. Remember, back then, we only had two benches compared to now. To now, where it's those yeah, massive. Yeah, the massive. We only had two benches. Two benches in our park. So you had to get down time to in order to yeah. sit in the Green Monster. So now you have the park full of crates and beast chairs yeah. all around the court. So after our game, all of that shit stays behind. Ain't nobody trying to come home with no <laughs> fun. Or nobody's yeah. going to pick it up. Yeah, nobody's trying Unless to pick it up. Unless they go the block to sit down and chill. Man, man. So it's like when we, when we got established in the early 2000s that we put our stamp and we went... We won our first chip. It was like, at first, everybody was like, everybody thought it was a fluke. Like, these guys play uh-huh. basketball. Yeah. 
Because, you know, we had Felipe Lopez. Felipe Lopez was our Jordan. Oh, uh-huh, yeah? Yeah, he was a Jordan to us. So, you know, Fel- they, only knew, they, they, they only knew. They only knew. Rice, St. John's. They only knew about Felipe yeah. Lopez. They didn't know about the street ballers. Yeah. They didn't know about none of them. So, to them, it was like, coño. Let me pause you right now. Nah. I gotta use the bathroom and this thing will an hour at a time. Oh, yeah. Freaking water's driving me crazy. <coughs> Felipe Lopez is the. Yo, Felipe Lopez played uh, the minute. His birthday was yesterday. Yeah, his birthday was yesterday. Yeah. So, Felipe Lopez played on Dominican Pound. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, how the hell you go from. You start a team. And you get no, I didn't. I started it. I start. I'm gonna be honest with you. The, the way that team started is, I was high as shit, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. There'll you, be so you, many. You, you remember starting the team? Yeah, no, nah, I didn't. You started, you started playing for the team. No, not even. I played for Kenny Stevens when I was like 11 or 13 years old. Yeah. And then during high school, and after I graduated high school, I branched out on my own. Okay. And when they, my two cousins, decided to make the team. I was like, oh shit, wait a minute, these are my, this is family. Yeah. I was high as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're saying there's hope for these young kids that's getting high now. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to steer them away. Yeah, I'm trying to steer them away from that. You gotta get them earlier. Yeah, so it was, it was, it was just like a, it's a big story. So. How you get yeah. to, how you get these ball players to agree to come down? It's all, it's all out of love. Yeah. I mean, after oh, 20 years, you build up. A lot of relationships. I mean, I've seen you went to the Clippers game. Now that's my second home. Clippers, LA, LA, LA. That's my second home. I say, I say, maybe three or four or five years from now, I'll be living out there. Oh, you yeah. love it that much? Yeah. The first time I saw LA was this year in September, and I was in downtown LA, right across the street from the Staples Center. The best. It's a different vibe. No, because every yeah. excuse me, because everything is fast. Now, no, it's not really fast. Everything is slow motion. And there's not that yeah. many high rises. You no. see downtown. Yeah. Everything, 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 everything in LA is slow motion. Everybody greens, you gotta yeah. be buff, you gotta be plastic surgeon. Yeah. Everything sushi out. Yeah. You ain't go you ain't go get no arroz con pollo, no tostones, uh-huh. you ain't gonna find none of that. My friend lived in LA. He was telling me to ship him some in the way. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so but that, what's making what's attracting you to LA? <laughs> what's attracting to LA? One is cause I've been there for the past three years for my birthday. Okay. Yeah. Two my nephew play is in, is in the G League for the LA Clippers. Oh, last but not least, it's like I already built a relationship out there in the sense with the Clippers organization. Sam Cassell is my dude, dude. Yeah, and oh. mind you, you know, <laughs> that relationship was is in a story in itself. Like remember, he killed the Knicks. Yeah, <laughs> he killed the Knicks, Fucking bro. Sam Knicks. Cassell, and the shit that's so crazy is the way that I met him. Shout out to Chris Gotti. Because he was the one that introduced me to him. He's in town. They are bar hopping. They end up in Inwood Bar and Grill. Uh-huh. Yeah, Chris and Sam Cassell. They bar hopping and they in Inwood Bar and Grill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chris Gotti's blowing up my phone, texting me like, yo, come through, come through. I got I got my man from from you know from the Clippers. Who? I'm like, who? I got Sam Cassell. I'm like, I want to see him. No, I said that to myself. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the text. I'm looking at the text like you must be bugging. 
I'm not trying to see this guy. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got, I got, I got a grudge against this man. So it's like now, and he's texting me like, "Yo, come through. Don't do that to me. Come on, show him. This is your hood. I want him to meet you, and this to the third, so you could build the relationship." I'm like, ugh. So finally, I just said, "You know what, Mike? Let's put this pride away, Uh and let's go meet this man. Let's see what's up. Let's see what he's gonna say." Yeah. So. I walk into Barn Grill, everybody's saying, what's up to me? I'm saying, what's up? And I'm in the back of my mind, damn. I spotted them, they're in a the little corner, and I'm like, damn, everybody that's in here is Knicks fans. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, shit, how am I going to do this? They got to take pictures of you and Sam Cassell. What? Oh, they're going to see you at Sam Cassell. So I made, it, I made it my business. I go, I say, what's up to Chris? I said, what's up to the other dude? So he sticks out his hand, and I looked at his hand, and I'm like, so I grabbed them, put them into me, and I said, dogs, I'm going to be honest with you. I ain't even want to meet you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to. Yeah, I told him that. I said, I don't even want to be near you. I, don't even wanna, I ain't even want to come here. I came here because of Chris Gotti. Man. Yo, I'm, you see all these people in here? They all Knicks fan. He's like, so you telling me, without you even knowing me, you got a 20-plus year grudge against me? I'm like, hell, fucking yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You fucking killed my mix. You know how many TVs I broke because of you in that yeah. series? And then fucking John Starks fucks it up for us. And yeah, no, Jason. Eh? Like, come on now. He's like, ah, for real? I'm like, yeah, but you know, I left my pride at home and this is a different me. So, you know, let's, 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 where you want to go from here? So we, you know, we club hopping. I'm taking them. And how we begin, this I know that he's a real dude, man. Once again, shout out to Sam Cassell. We're club hopping. Bar hopping, because there's no clubs uptown. We're bar hopping. We end up in Made in Mexico. Shout out to Freddie Imperial, Dominican USA, and the whole staff of Made in Mexico. Yes. They give me the Dominican USA, the nutcracker, right? Mm-hmm. In a mug. So I'm giving everybody. <laughs> Sam took two sips of that. He was like, nah, I ain't drinking this shit. <laughs> Give me some other shit. I'm like, why? Well, what's good? Nah, this shit's too fucking strong. What the fuck is in it? I said, man, this is, the, this is what we call Dominican USA. He was like, what's that? This is nutcracking. He was like, shit, yeah, this is going nutcracking. Me. So after that, we go one more spot. I forgot where. I think it was Cliff. Then from there, we go eat in that and see. So while we're eating, you know, I said, yo, I want to take a picture with you. All right, we took a picture. So now they dropping me home. So when I get out the car... He was like, boy, come in. I'm like, who, me? He's like, yeah, come in. He gets out the car. He's like, give me your number. I said, for what? <laughs> he was like, nah, you're a cool dude, man. I respect I respect you. I said, all right. I'm going give you my number, but don't give me no fucking bitch phone. Yeah. You go, if you go give me your number, you go give me your, 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 your wife, your kids, that number. You ain't gonna give me no fucking other number. He's like, yeah. He was like, nah, here, this is my phone number. Boom, boom, boom. So I was like, all right, let me see. You got two phones. Let me see. <laughs> all right. Is it ring? Yeah, it ring. Uh. So this is when I know that he's a real dude. And mind you, I'm not even knowing that they're playing the Knicks. So that day I'm watching TV, they're playing the Knicks. I'm not saying, I'm not worrying about we went. At the end of the night, after the game is over, I get a call. No, I get a text. Yo, what you doing? And I ain't even store his number. So who this? He calls me. 
I go, who this? And then he calls. He goes, yo, so you ain't stole my number? I said, oh, who this? It's me, Sam. I'm like, oh, I thought you was fucking with me, bro. You know what I mean? You know how you got you NBA guys. I don't yeah. know how this shit works. He was like, yo, where you at? I said, I'm in my hood where you dropped me off. I'm coming up there. I said, all right. He's like, oh, I want to go out. I was like, all right, we'll go do the same thing that we did last night. After that, that's when I said, all right, you're a real dude. Then he invited me out to L.A. for my birthday getaway. And I spent, I picked the perfect day because I watched three home games. Ended up watching the Lakers, the Knicks, and I forgot what was the other game. Three home games back to back. So I got the whole entire L.A. treatment from the facility to go eat breakfast with the fucking team, to meet Doc Rivers, to meet uh, Coach Woody, to meet everybody, everybody. Walking through the locker room, shooting basketballs, everything. Man. How long ago was this? This is three, this is what? Three years ago. I got three years going. I ain't go last year. Yeah, I got Man. three years going. Three years going, Sam Cassell. Yeah, not, no, not going now. Chill. Now it's four or five now, knowing Sam. One yeah. of the realest dudes I ever met in this in NBA. Like, that I could say that's my dude. Of you, NBA guys, old school generation. Yeah. yeah. That have I could you say. ever met any of, I always was a Mason fan. I ain't get. I got to meet Mace once because I went to St. John at the same time as Sunday. Um, Mace Junior, that's my dude right there. I I met Starks on the train ride to Thirty Fourth Street. So those are the two niggas that I I actually got to meet. I met, I met, I met Mace one time that his son was playing in Rucker Park. I took a picture with both of them. I used to go to the um, Junior Knicks camp in Manhattan College. Mm. I met. I met Doc Rivers there. That's why I think he remembers me. And I'm like, damn, you got a good memory. Yeah, he must have a good memory. I mean, you can tell Doc is meticulous. Yeah, he got a good memory. Yeah, and he was telling us the story about coach. how he used to be the one to pick up John Starks to take him to, to work and everything. Oh, so shit. did I ever meet? I don't think I ever met. my uh, The one that I really want to meet, honestly, is my my my, my ultimate Nick. How yeah. you doing? That's my yo. I think I, I'm. A, I'll be like a bitch. Oh, <laughs> pass out. Him and Shaq. I think Pat is. You know what means it. I'm in Magic. Did I mean Magic? Yeah, I think I'm in Magic in LA. In LA. I think. I think. No, no. I'm lying. I met um the other owner, kill whatever his name oh. is. Oh. The one that went to Michigan with the Fat Five. I forgot. Yeah, the guy that looks like um Rob Stewart. That's how he looks like to me. That's why I convinced. I was confused. I was like, "Do guys, anybody know who this is?" And I put a yeah, picture bro. with him, and he looks exactly like Rob Stewart. So, mind you, check this out. I had a chance of, and I and I slept because I didn't know that he was doing the Laker game. And oh, the day that I went Shaq. to, yeah, Shaq. Shaq was like literally right there. Well, now that you mentioned Shaq, Justin, our video guy, <laughs> Justin actually. He worked on my Yeah. Oh, were? Yeah, yeah he dope. worked. Yeah. So it was like off air time. He told the story on the episode where Shaq was just like, Shaq is such a humble dude. He, he was just having a normal conversation with Justin. And he bought, he got him a coffee and stuff. <laughs> he got Justin a coffee. Nah, because Shaq looks like dude, that type bro. of dude. Shaq looks like dude. a type of dude he like is. that. Look, Patrick Ewing, I miss Patrick Ewing. This was the old me when I used to party a lot. And he went to the to eight oh nine to go eat. 
Union nigga or not. Yeah. That Union nigga or not. That make sense to that me. That dope. That dope. Like, I don't know if it was called that 809 or makes. DRK back uh-huh. then. Republica, yeah, yeah, también. I don't know which, but he was there. And I forgot who told me, but I was already on the highway going down to it. And I was so... I was already on the highway. I, there was, I said, well, who? For it? Damn, why you gonna tell me now, Mike? We just noticed him walking, getting on his car, going into the restaurant. I said, dogs, I'm on the highway. I ain't turning back. Damn. I missed you in one. And then the other guy I met was Larry. Larry Johnson. I met, Larry, I met Larry Johnson when I went to go eat cool. in a soulful place on 84th or 83rd in Amsterdam. And he was yeah. just finished. It was just a game. And I went to go and I went to go and he just finished pulling up with a shorty. And I was like, yeah, I got to take, I'm going to be honest with you before you eat. I got to take a picture with you. <laughs> you know why? Because you're my brother's favorite player and I'm going to have some fun with this. He was like, for real? I said, yeah, let's yeah. take a picture, Grandma. Come on. <laughs> we were playing a picker game and Lou, Lou, Lou used to run a, a PAL center. And on Monday, it was like brotherhood basketball. Mm-hmm. And we were playing ball and then the back door was open. And Larry Johnson picked his head and he's like, Oh, yeah, I'm playing ball in here. Nice guy. Yeah, yeah, humble. Yeah, dude. So let me see who else. Yeah, that's that's really like LeBron. I've seen LeBron like right there, but I didn't want to take a picture. That's not my favorite. Yo, so you said you might, you see yourself living in LA in a few years. Yeah. Uh, is it going to be tough, like leaving Dykeman? It's gonna be a, like, it's gonna be a culture sort of shock changing. You think you can leave Dykeman though? Yeah, I could. You gonna leave it behind? Yeah, I could. I, I not leave it behind because I could I could come back and forth. Uh-huh. So I would never I would never leave my hub behind. Yeah. Never. But you know, there's things that I feel like I want to do out there in LA that I know I could do it here, but. There's no Dominicans in there's yeah. let me not let me because I'm on my live. Very few. Yeah, I'm on my live. <laughs> and there's a group of guys called Dominicans in Cali. Dominicans yeah. in Cali. My, my was part of that. Yeah. yeah. San Diego. And so He's there's Dominicans, there's Dominicans in San Diego, and there's yeah. Dominicans in Cali. Cali. So I seen every that. single time I always slip. Every single time I'm in LA, I never have my live or I never make a video like, yo, where are these so-called Dominicans, Dominicans. at? <laughs> Cause I go, I go represent to the fullest. I uh-huh. have my shirt, I have a Dominican jersey with my back, with my name in the back, the mayor, and I go yeah. to little places, little places just to see. But they, I remember, I went to a restaurant, a Spanish restaurant, que se llamaba La Madera. Sam took me there to eat, so we there eating, and it's they're not Mexicans, they're yeah. Aztecs. Okay. Yeah, they speak indigenous. Yeah, so they're not Mexicans, they Aztecs. So. They're looking at me up and down, and they see that says Dominicana. Uh-huh. So I'm noticing that they're whispering against each other and walking away and going to the kitchen. So yeah. I said to myself, you know what? I'm going to follow these motherfuckers. <laughs> so, it's yeah. yeah. So I followed them, and I went into the kitchen. Boom! Like, demon, what's up? ¿Qué lo que está pasando? They were like, no, espérate. Dominicana. I said, uh-huh. yeah, I'm Dominican. Yo hablo español. Como? I'm like, yeah, yo soy, yo soy latino. I was like, so no hay latino en Los Ángeles. No, da más para San Diego. Yeah. Y la única forma que tuve los latinos aquí es si Romeo comes yeah. and they do a Spanish concert. That's it. That's fucking That's the crazy. only way. And now, I shout out to shout out to Dominican and Cali. They do like a little Dominican parade type thing out there. So I want exp- oh, to experience that. Dope. And I want to, you know, like try to help them out. And, yeah. you know. Well, 
And they here. One of one of the guys, one of the guys from Dominican, the main guy from Dominicans, yeah. Cali, is here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't got no more questions? We did all the questions? Ain't <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, I see a whole line. I think we missed. We covered most of it. So which one is left? What pick one out of there that you missed that you want? That you deep, deep inside. Don't, I don't want you to go home and be like, damn, Man. that's the one I wanted to have. <laughs> and I missed. What I wanted was that. Was the interview that he gave me, which was... Me you know, being me. Your thought process, you being you, and how you got involved in the community. And why people like, everywhere I go, oh, the man, the man. Oh, Mike, you from Mike? Nah, that's crazy. You from Mike? Like, you from Mike? I was like, I'm not from Mike. Who's Mike? <laughs> So that, that was the interview that I wanted. We yeah, just, yeah, we just like, met Mike. I needed my stamp of approval. Last thing I got you a stamp of approval of the show. So that's why I wanted to add you on and give you a chance to. Well, you said your story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll show but not my deep story. Yeah. yeah. Yo, but. With me, with my life changing and all that. Yo, but I would love, love, love to see some shit happen in Dykeman for the kids, man. Yeah. And oh, I feel that, like you're the dude. You're the everybody dude tells do it, me man. that, like, like. My 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 one of my dudes, one of my good good dudes is Pitbull. Yeah, Mr. Three O Five. He slam. He's trying to build, not trying. He's going to build a hundred charter schools. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's going to build a hundred charter schools. He already has two in Miami, by downtown, by the Maryland State, the Maryland Baseball Stadium. Yeah. So me, I want to catch him one day up here when he comes and visit and performs uh-huh. and take him to Dykeman, because there's a spot. I don't know if you remember where Supermundo is at. You remember where Umbrella Umbrella was at? Yeah. Club Umbrella? You yeah. remember where Amber Room was at? Amber Room, yes. yeah. And there's also a, a All right. club back there, too. Yeah, that's Cairo. Yeah, yeah, that's Cairo, but Cairo's too small. So Amber Room is here. Umbrella's here. Yeah. So Supermundo is that block. That uh, Right behind the projects, that big building. Where the, the trucks are. Where the, the trucks, trucks is at, are. you turn where the car, where the parqueo is at. Uh huh. Yeah. That block right there, that whole entire block, that big building that they trying to build. There's the shit that that irks me the most with my niggas that that got that money. They trying to build inside that place twelve lounges. We don't need lounges. Uh, nah, we don't. Need we don't need twelve underneath one roof. Like you want to put a sushi spot, you want to put a catering hall, you want to put a salon, you want to do this, you want. We don't need none of that underneath that roof. If you're smart and you want to get the cops off you, you could talk to me. Oh, I can, I could show. But I really, I want to do this. I don't want, I don't yeah. want your money. I want to be the one that uh-huh. I want to give this to the community. Because the only reason that if you do it, you're washing your money. Now the cops don't fuck with you. Yeah. Because you sort of built this community center with your money. Or you gave back. Or you gave back. No. Me, I want I want him to come and I want him to see this building like dogs. This could be your slam of New York. Yeah. And I could run it. Yeah. And I and I'll have because remember, every this we could we could have tutors, we could have, you know, college kids that are teachers yeah. and stuff, and we put them in there. In that supermundo, we could build a pool. We could gutter it out and build from the inside up and put the pool either up or in the middle of that place. Like my roller decks with celebrities and stuff like that, that they could come and give courses. I got that. 
We could put an indoor basketball gym in there. And there'll be there'll be so many kids from uh, and so many people that grew up in the Heights, and they'll they'll be willing to volunteer. No, of course, of course, because remember back then we had Alianza Dominicana. Uh huh. I don't even know where Alianza is at now. Alianza, it used to be. Third now, and it used to be around 170 something, mm-hmm. and they, they're right from the hospital, and they don't even run Alianza programs anymore. Look, that that one of the programs from Alianza was inside Dykeman Projects. One of the programs, it. and they cut it. Because they, they need they, more programming they, in Dykeman. They, they need, need pro, no, the they heights, need more. Bro. They need that's per, you said it. You know that we need more programs in the hood, in the yeah. community. We need more programs for the simple fact that yo, you guys, you politicians took everything yeah. away from us, and then you wonder why these kids are dying, why yeah. these kids are robbing, exactly. why these kids are going to jail. Yeah. It's because of you. You the yeah. you're the. It's not the, you can't put the blame in the household. Yeah, you're the blame for the simple fact that. You don't fucking, you don't want to do nothing for your community, but you want to put bike bike lanes. Who yeah. the fuck buys a bike in Washington Heights like that? <laughs> you literally, <laughs> and you want to give that, like, yeah. at the end of the and you want to build more schools. Instead of building a fucking more school, build one of them abandoned buildings, transform it into a community center. Exactly. Put a pool, put a pool, because the only pool we got really is Highbridge and Van Cortland. Exactly. And people hardly go to Highbridge. I haven't been in Highbridge in years. That shit. Last year, last year, oh, yeah, last year, I was thinking about doing a throwback and like, you know what, let me just go to Highbridge and just chill and stuff like that. But then I was like, I'm too old for that. Yeah. I am not going. That's that's this new generation. They want to kill each other. I'm not trying to see nobody leaking in the pool. Yeah. I'm swimming. All of a sudden, I see a, a puddle of blood coming to me. Because yeah. when we grew up, you saw everything floating. Uh-huh. Needles, <laughs> shit, tampon, everything. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing that you're doing that you see want to share positive influence in the community. Yeah, and you don't want, like, yeah. the drug dealers being yeah. the only thing that the kids can look up to. Yeah. My, thing, my thing is that, like, if I, if, I, if, I, like, if I could change one kid's life each day, I did my job. Exactly. I did my job. Like, look, I'm a basketball coach in a private middle school in the Heights in St. Elizabeth. Who uh-huh. ever think that I would do that to this? And now, I, ain't, I never thought about because my mind was cluttered and, you know, foggy, but... That's one of my goals in life. All right, I'm giving to a kid like this. Yeah, I got three years. The head coach was a female. She retired, and she gave me the reins. Like, yo, here. That's just one step to me because I want to go back to my old high school, and I yeah. want to coach in my old high school. I want to take that over in Kennedy. In Kennedy. Kennedy? I want to take that over, and, you know, God willing, it'll happen. But for now, let me deal with the little kids because the little kids listen. High school kids don't listen. They think they know. They already said they don't wait. The pro, because it's the pro division indictment, they don't, they grow men. All I got to do is just call timeout and tell them, guard your men. That's it. Ain't no running no place, no nothing like that. Uh So with little kids, middle school kids, they they, got to learn. They got to learn the right way. Not the shit that you're seeing that you want to get jelly when you're really doing a a finger roll. Or a layup, yeah, and you you're spinning the ball. That's not. That's not being. Yeah. That's not basketball. Or floppy. Yeah. So my thing is that, bro. Like I said, I truly appreciate this time. Go after Felipe, bro. I truly appreciate. Go, go after Felipe. Trust me. 
Felipe, no mic. Don't use that as your vocabulary. Don't Felipe coming through. Yeah, coming next through. Season. <laughs> next season. Next season. If you're watching this, yeah. I'm going to send you a message. You're already through DM. He's Oye, mi hermano, ya tú sabes. They're going to come at you. Y no fronte, para no romperte las dos rodillas. Happy birthday, my nigga. Like I said, man, go Happy after birthday, it. Felipe I appreciate Lopez. you guys, bro. My brother. You already know. See you guys next year. You already, man. Season finale. They got me. The mayor of Washington. The mayor of Washington High Slash Dykeman and Enwood. Because then we'll be getting mad when I only use shout them out. <laughs> so we got shout, I even hashtag that. We got shout them out too, oh, man. Okay. We got shout out the whole five borough. And like I said, man, don't think about what you want to do with life. Go out there and do it. And if they telling you that you're dreaming, that you dream too big, those are small-minded people that are dreaming too small. You go after your dream. Nobody could tell you what to do in life. That's you right. Got, you control your own destiny, bro. Trust me when I tell you this, man. That's, that's how you fuck, man. That's how you say it, bro.